Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second part of our Inverse World special here on Six Feet Under. Hooray! Yeah. All right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as uh, we said at the end of part one, part one got sh- cut short because of a uh, sudden power outage. So uh, now we're back with part two, and uh, some scheduling snafus have uh, made our lineup change a bit. So I am, as always, your humble guy who grabs the mic just because he's a, uh, what do you call those things? Narcissist, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> Ironicus, here with uh, a Wooden Palisade, Medibot, and Ambisagris from our regular stable, and uh, returning one of our special guests, Gnome slash Jacob Randolph, author literally, of Inverse World. Literally, we're kept in a stable when we're not <laughs> playing. <laughs> Some of we don't us. have anywhere else to go. Some of you like it better than others. I'll leave that as an exercise for the listener. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> update my stable chest. Banning myself over here. <laughs> So, uh, before we get to playing this game, let's have everybody reintroduce their characters uh, by saying just a little bit about them, uh, something they took on their level up, because now we're playing at level three, and uh, one favorite moment from last week. I will start. I'm continuing to play Captain Humphrey, who is uh, the captain of our uh, shared ship, with the rest of the characters being crew or passengers or something like that. Uh, I took the, what is the name? The Ride of the Valkyries move, which uh, gives me bonuses when I make a big show out of showing up at the last moment to save the day. That's, yeah, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my favorite Captain Humphrey moment. bonus to everyone who shows up to help you save the day, too. Well, hey, I it, it's my spotlight, Great. and I'm going to work it, all right? <laughs> Uh, and my favorite Captain Humphrey moment from part one was that, uh, uh, death-defying stunt of, uh, uh, slingshotting the, uh, entire ship on some giant, uh, uh, silk ant silk in order to, uh, uh, evade our pursuers. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty Yeah, good. it was pretty good. Uh, I am continuing to play Kid the first mate of this uh, adventure. Um, the danger-seeking first mate advent- uh, in this adventure is that she really just wants to see the ship go down in a, in a wonderful, extravagant way, but also isn't trying to sabotage it. Um, I took for my level up Weathermantic Empowerment, which is when you command Weather's elements to aid your allies, uh, you, uh, with a success, I can... Fill the area with fog. I can empower an ally, or I can give them armor. And you can fill uh, an area with fog. Yeah, I can just fill an area oh, with fog. That'll combo. I couldn't well. imagine a scenario where that would be useful with our, you know, group comp. But it's... oh goodness. <laughs> but uh, my favorite my favorite moment from last session was probably whenever Kid was left behind um, by the ship, and did a bunch of evasive maneuvers to hide out in nearby islands and then sneak onto one of the enemy ships until the aforementioned slingshot happened and she could get back onto the ship. All right. 
Do, do either of our goopy fellows want to volunteer to be next? Uh, I could go ahead. The, the goop troop. All right. I am now playing as a, as a bioweapon kind of construct designed to shoot nails and other horrible things out of its liquid body and it was, while absorbing all manner of items to fire. You can call me Osmosis Jones. It stands for the Jet Operated Nail Expulsion System. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my favorite thing from last session that I did was when I shot nails at things. I'm not sure that's very surprising, but it works. Or specific, actually. Yes. Um, and I took an extra skill called Stretch Arms Long, which uh, essentially lets Fine. me grapple things. I'm a grappler. Uh, Medibot? Okay. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh. I'm Medibot. The character I am playing, again, is Pallet. Who's made out of paint. He's traveling the world to see it and paint it. And my favorite thing that I did last time... Oh, I didn't, I didn't really get up to too much last time, really. I gave some bad advice. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> That was maybe the most interesting thing I did, was give really bad advice. And I guess the other... Con- the convenient thing... Yeah, I did a convenient thing due to my unique body composition, but really that's not as interesting. The interesting thing was when I told Kid to do something terrible. <laughs> and the move that I took is Elemental Transference which allows me to move along any or move move through or travel along the surface of anything that is the same material that I am so paint Splatoon coming to a Wii U near you <laughs> support esports yes uh, and so excited for esports. our very special guest uh, stepping into the GM seat uh, in place of our other very special guest uh, last time played Cat. Tell us about Cat, please. Sure thing. For old times' sake. <laughs> uh, Catalina Ray is a lantern who stole her little light, who's more of a big light, really, like a flying nimbus she can ride along on, which spooks. So, uh, Catalina, on her level up, took Rainbow Road, which allows her to create bridges of light um, that anyone can walk along as they like, so she can now let anyone follow her as she flies wherever she wants. Perfect. Um, yeah, my favorite moment with her last time, I think... Um... It's a tough call. I had fun moments. I think going solo to go fight those... Well, to go discover those ants down in the middle of the island. That was a fun time. Went down there, and, you know... Me and Spooks. Spooks had my back. We got out there in a jiffy. Cat's never really solo. No, never really. <laughs> Especially when her friend is bigger than her and shoots lasers. <laughs> and can make rainbow roads. Hello, poor weather. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, we were just reintroducing our characters for this part two of the game. Would you uh, care to do that? 
Oh, sure. If you'll just give me a second to pull up my character sheet. No problem. We are now officially running a party of five. Not to be confused with party of five. Well, that's... You had my hopes up for a second there. As far as I know, there is no party of five RPG. Yes! Get on it. Yeah. Okay. False to us to make this. Who has the license for that? I think the answer is no one. (laughs) Google this. So yeah, poor weather. You played uh, the mechanic playbook. Yes, my character is Illyrica, maker of dreams. She is a traveling uh, inventor who is working with, who is traveling with the uh, the party to to promote her new invention, which is a magical machine that she claims she can do anything. And what was your favorite uh, Illyrica moment from uh, last week? Oh man, I can't even remember anything from last week. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, let me think. Uh, I like the part where we had where she dug the hole. I guess that was pretty. <laughs> I thought that the was... hyper cannon was pretty good. That was. I don't know. I forgot about that. Every Illyrica <laughs> moment was my favorite Illyrica moment. <laughs> yeah, same, honestly. Every time the box did anything, I was always wondering, okay, what is it doing now? Is it really doing that? Oh, the, bo- the box can do so many the things. The box can do anything. It's, we have yet to be proven wrong. It I mean, says so on say, the box. It did say the box could do anything. That's how you know. Uh, so uh, now that we have the... Uh, the uh, uh, cast all wound up. I'm just going to hand it over to our special guest GM to uh, remind us of the situation we find ourselves in and kick this off right. Yeah. Alright. Uh, last time we left up, we had Pallet, uh, who was interrogating Prince Jeffrey, along with everyone else in the party, except Cat, who was keeping an eye out for rogue ships showing up. And... I don't remember much of where, like, what question we left off on at all. But I remember that Jeff was in a bit of a spot. Because apparently, he doesn't have the payment that he, you know, promised everyone. Nor is he the person he promised everyone to be. That also is part of it, too, yeah. It, uh, it helps if you tell people who you are, and you actually are that person. So, where we left off... I believe Jeff had some explaining to do. Um, Pallet, what were you asking him about? Do you remember? Oh, goodness. I know that I I was quite tired with him messing with us. I think we all were. Um, I think... Oh, God. What was I trying to get out of him? Mostly just just a straight answer. What did you want to learn about him? we could pick up from there, cut to the chase, because you'd already gave a good speech on interrogating him. Right, right. What I'd really just like to know is who he is, what his actual connections are, and is anyone going to mind if we just keep him until he pays us? He's going to start by answering that last question, I think. Of course no one will mind if the not crown prince is gone, he says. I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm anybody important or anything. It's just good. Just, you know, the exiled crown prince over here. Wait, ho- uh, hold on. 
Uh, I didn't say that. I'm getting mixed messages, Jeff. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Jones, take it from here. Uh, for, all right. For such an artistic creature, uh, Palette really doesn't like when there's more than one interpretation of someone's words. Jones is not exactly the charismatic type. <laughs> so he's going to enter the room and just slowly lurch towards Jeff with all the fucked up animals. Alright, I think we should go over one of the core moves here right now. Yeah, I agree. It's called parlay. And how it works is when you have leverage over somebody, you can roll plus charisma. And it um, it gives you, basically, you can tell them what you want from them, and they will give it to you if you roll well enough and or make certain promises. He is currently wanting nothing to do with Jones. I promise I won't. that that creepy thing not come near him. <laughs> what, why doesn't uh, Jones just simply be the leverage? That while... is how about this? If you like... have Jones step away and not come close, he will be compliant. Palad and I are going to play good good ooze monster, bad ooze monster. <laughs> I'm a very nice. A charisma role. I am not a nice person. I'm very nice. I'm very reasonable. We just need to know what sort of situation you've put us into. Alright, roll plus charisma. 2d6. Alright, that is... I was planning just to dangle him over the side last week, but... Oh, that's 9 on the dice, plus 2 makes 11. That's great! Alright, you get what you want without really any strings attached, because he is thoroughly... Like, how it works normally with leverage is um, when you have leverage, as long as you, you know, give them what you have leverage over them for, they will do what you say. So in this case, as long as Jones stays on that side of the room, he's going to be very compliant with you right now. That's good. Jones, you can just stay over there. Jeff and I are working something out. It's it's very agreeable. Jones takes a seat, or at least you think he does. You can't really tell. (laughs) Jones ab- absorbs a seat. Uh. The chair floats through Jones. Oh boy. Alright, um, so you want to know what sort of trouble you're in right now because of this dude, basically. Yes. Alright. He finally spills it after all of his lies that he is actually the exiled crown prince, and he had tried to murder the crown princess, his elder sister, so that he would be next in line for the throne. This was all a gambit to get out of the kingdom safely. The people chasing you right now want his head. Okay. Seems the galley in my ship has a bad apple. To be fair, the people after your head are, you know... I feel like their motivation is reasonable in this situation. Now, I'm not going to say that they're being entirely unreasonable here. I mean, didn't try to kill my sister. Um, kind of a big deal. How? <laughs> uh, you know, the, th- the thing. Um, knife to the back. Ah, yes. So classical, so elegant. So obvious. Doesn't work when you have no idea, like when you just hit her ribs, and um, I missed anything vital. 
Um, ah, the bravado he's, he's of you. He's a good fencer. So, uh, okay. I ran. So, failed moto attempt on your older sister, and her friends are coming after you. Yeah. So, what do we gain by, say, not handing you over? I've got a question. Uh, what exactly is the size of the bounty on your head, Jeffrey? <laughs> um. About that. No matter what you say, I'm going to assume large. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh. I don't think I can lie my way out of this anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty much in a corner here. Uh, carry the two. Yes, large is enough. Yeah, I th I think uh, it's time to cooperate with the authorities, fellas. Well, to be fair, they're probably not too keen on uh They they'd probably be keen to lock us up as well. You know, aiding and abetting and all that, even unintentionally. Especially now that you shot up one of their ships. Oh, self defense. So, we could just uh, gift wrap you and leave you somewhere obvious, and at that point they probably would be satisfied enough that they wouldn't give us too much more trouble. Does that sound correct, Captain? Oh, I've done it before. Not with living cargo, but yeah. Of course, no one said he had to be living. That's, that's true. That's true. would be an interesting subject. For Jones readies multiple nails. No, 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 just just a moment here. Just a moment. Settle, settle down. Jones lurches slightly closer. I have an alternate plan here. <laughs> okay. Jones Start. continues lurching. Uh, fuck, he darts for the door. <laughs> the door of a flying ship. Yes. He runs for the door. Jones throws the chair past Jeff and it hits the wall. He ducks and he keeps going. He's out the door. <laughs> uh, I want to get a shot off at him. I give chase. Yeah. Along Jones just kind of mutters, well, I wasn't actually going to kill him. The, the captain fully intends to shoot him <laughs> in the back as he runs. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if that's what you want me to do. No, it's what I want me to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a I was just trying to scare him. That comes out to a six with my dexter. Uh, no, only a five, actually. That is not a, a very good shot. All right, firing in a closely confined cabin with two ooze monsters who take up half the room doesn't work out very well. Um, Medibot Jones, which one of you feels more comfortable taking a bullet? I'm fine. Hit me. All right. Uh, roll your damage, Captain. Oh, dear me. Just fine, honestly. <laughs> uh, Alright, I do believe that is 1d6. Um, what's the new one that appeared? That 4? Uh, so that's a total of 5. Alright. Hey, you know what that means? What's that mean? I just got myself a free bullet. <laughs> you can uh, use that you later. Five damage, now there's a bullet inside of you. I can use that right now. Alright, well, uh, what, what I am doing is I'm, I'm gonna go on the floor and try and, uh, I guess trip him up. As he goes past you? Alright. Um, yeah, just, you know, do the whole chasing 
ooze on the ground. Elemental transference. Sort of sort of, right. yeah. yeah, actually, roll that move. Alright. Hell yeah, roll that new move I've got. I got an idea for a combo move with Palad here. You can trip him. I don't know which new dice are the new ones. Uh, it's always 2d6, and then plus whatever you just, I know, but like... Just hit clear or change your color to something yeah, else. change okay. your dice color. I, I'm prone to violent, violent myself. Violent. Alright. <laughs> wow. I'm rolling green. Alright, that is an 8. 6 All on the right. dice, plus 2 from my force stat. Alright, so that gives you a total of 8? Um, yes. Alright, you summon the trigger past, you get stuck inside you, leaving sends your passage, otherwise making things difficult, but otherwise you succeed. Alright, you manage to slither along along the paint, and you completely ruin the paint job on this part of the boat. But you pop up along in front of him, and trip him up, since, you know, now you're blocking the door. And he's kind of boned. Jones lurches forward. Right, he is now trapped between one soft place and another. Uh, Luckily, I just took a stretch arms long. (laughs) Jones is going to pick him up. Yeah, pick him up by the ankles. Pick him up by the ankles. He is picked up. I am grappling him. I'm holding him upside down, and I am pulling him closer to me. You have him held. He's pretty stuck here. He couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) I'm just trying to scare him still. Jeff, I feel like perhaps we didn't maybe make the nature of your situation entirely clear to you? Maybe, you know, as I have to assume that if you don't understand, my first assumption has to be that it was my failure to communicate to you. I have to make that as my first assumption. That's You, you cannot ever start by blaming your audience. Jeff, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, so... You're the exiled crown prince. What resources do you have? What people do you have? You know, what what can you offer to us? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, I mean, I took some of the crown jewels with me on my way out. But, uh, they went missing. Jones shakes him upside down to try to make him fall out. (laughs) He doesn't have him, Jones. Wow. (laughs) Although, th- hold hold on, hold on. No, J- Jones, stay right there. Stay right there. Hold him just like All right. that. All right, I, I continue sort of holding him. S- I slide back a couple feet. Oh, this is... This would be good. Jones, could you hold that position for a few hours? Yes. I while I, while I paint this, I think this would be a really, really interesting piece. Meanwhile, okay. well, it's, time, it's time to head toward port, I think. So, Jeff, <laughs> you can, you know, maybe start saying the right things and in the meantime I'm going to paint you two I'll tell you something Jeff all these anglerfish inside me are starting to get mighty hungry he whimpers a lot <laughs> Jones is just a bad person wow yeah, the, the captain is going to uh, start charting a course toward the nearest pirate friendly port alright uh, or there's people who can uh, make a deal Oh, that's going on while well, you guys are doing all this shakedown. Uh, Kid, <laughs> Lyrica, what are you two up to during all this? Well, I assume Lyrica is probably still working on fixing the ship, or at least looking like she's fixing the ship. Because, you know, it was still damaged from earlier. 
during the battle. How much effort are you putting into that? Not any. Okay. Alright, we can leave the ship as it is, Jen, then. I'm sure it's... More or less. <laughs> Good answer. Alright. She's totally buffed out the uh, scuff marks from the ants and called it uh, uh, a repair job. It looks, it looks great. It just, it's a lovely looking ship. It is, especially with a colorful paint job. Yes. <laughs> so, kid, are you uh, just out and about, or what's going on with what's going on with our fly girl? Yeah, there's not really sh- shakedowns. Aren't really so much your scene. Uh, so she's she's not really had a whole lot to do. I don't know. Couldn't okay. couldn't think of a whole lot else to go on. Maybe she was uh, helping plot a course before. Uh, before the captain, you know, decided to go to port, she was already probably going to be taking that over or something. Alright. That works out pretty well. Um, kid, I think you're the only one who's remotely paying attention. Besides maybe Catalina, but, uh, I think she's counting her money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're the first one to notice there is a black ship approaching on the port side. It is one of the three that was chasing you the smallest of them, and the one that had sort of broken away and didn't follow you into the mess of silk and awful, fiery islands. Mm-hmm. It seems to be heading straight towards the ship. What do you do? Oh. Um, do I remember which of those, sh- which ship that one was? Like, who that one belonged to? Um, the other two ships were clearly military. This one looks different. It is a small, sleek black ship. It doesn't have any sails at all. It seems to actually have a like a pair of giant propeller wings on the side. And it's heading at you pretty fast. You think you reckon you've seen hulls like that before from the unheating tube. It's gonna ram you. Okay, um... Hey, uh, hey, Captain, I think you better get over here. And uh, Kid calls out as she kind of tries to take evasive maneuvers. And with a panic, she um, decides to create a fog. Let's go for that. Sounds good to me. Yes. Uh, the, the monocle falls from Captain Humphrey's eye as, as he just bounds up the, the stairs and uh, plugs the little hole in his wooden hand right onto the top peg of the ship's wheel. Alright, that is a 10 with my wisdom. I rolled an 8. So, yeah, create a, create a fog. Alright. You can now, create a cloud of fog. I, I have planned a route, so I'm going to roll for the chart the course move. Sounds good to me. Uh, Planning a route to safety. Yes, and specifically the that port. So that's yeah. a seven on the dice, which makes nine with my wisdom. So two map again. I hold two map. Awesome. All right. Um, kid would also like to. Um, basically, the idea is to take evasive maneuvers, create the fog, so they lose just enough track of them, so that she can hopefully get to the side of them and then fire a cannon at them. So she's gonna run over and, and see if she can uh, prepare a gun. Prepare the ship's cannons? Yeah. Alright, sounds good. Okay. So now it's on Humphrey to get into position. Because that ship is still coming at you fast, but it's coming at you in a very straight line. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to spend one of my map to use Spout Lore as if I rolled a 10+. Alright, about an Please, t- 
please tell me something interesting and useful about that hazardous ship. You know this ship before, Captain Humphrey, and you know why it's not related to the army at all. This ship has nothing to do with the captain. Um, or with the prince, I mean. Oh, okay. It has everything to do with you. Specifically, uh, you recognize that ship? Because you shot it out of the air. A while back. A while back. I uh, see. Give me the name of the captain who owns that ship. Sorry, what was that? Give me the name of the I'll captain give you the name? who owns that ship. Uh, like, rivalry with. <laughs> uh, uh, captain Verdigree. That jerk. Captain Verdigree. Always putting on airs. And you see, you can barely make out some wording along the front of the ship in bright red letters. You can only barely see it because of the fog. It says, uh, coming for you the second. (laughs) Alright. He's back and he wants you. Jones is gonna tell Power to hold Jeffrey because he needs to get up to deck. Uh, is anybody else going to... Uh, do we have any, like, manacles or anything to, to lock him up with? There should be some somewhere around. And if uh, not, you're a material girl, you can make some. Yeah, okay. Let me just... Paint him onto the wall. Yeah, let me just... Okay, let's see, manacles. I'll need some of these. And then the, the chains connecting them and a little of that. And... Pallet reaches into the wall that she just painted on and pulls out a fresh set of finely crafted iron manacles and binds up Jeffrey. Very stylish. See, I I asked about Jeffrey's skills because my crew is very, very skilled. (laughs) Yeah, he had had a high bar to reach. Jeffrey clearly has no place here. (laughs) I don't think I'd even give him a higher league skill. Uh, I'm gonna say that Jones has a history. All about getting killed. All right, so uh, there's a ship coming straight at you. You're gonna need to take some sort of evasive maneuvers, or it's just gonna ram right into the unheated. Yeah, that was the plan. Uh, um, anybody else want to do something before we take hard to port? Uh, I'm gonna say that I'm, I'm gonna say that Jones has a history with this guy, and he's not happy about this. To see him back. Oh, you probably had a lot to do with the first... When the coming for you one was shot down. <laughs> yes. Also got a real weird chip on his shoulder, this Captain Verdigree. <laughs> I imagine this, like... The coming for you is actually his second ship, so this is his third one, just like you're unheating. His yeah. first one was named something completely different. <laughs> like, maybe the the Victorious. And now he's not feeling that anymore. I'm not feeling so... So victorious. Oh. Okay, that's a seven on my control roll. Uh... Alright. So we check our control vehicle check down here. Yep. On a seven to nine, I choose one. Um, I'm gonna say a sudden mechanical fault makes the situation more precarious. Because oh. your ship did not get, re- like, repaired at all. It was just sort of a pink job. An effective one, if I recall correctly. <laughs> but yes, fine. okay. Remember, it was only a quick fix. It wouldn't last. So, as you start to turn to port, your ship makes this cracking noise that you don't like, and it starts immediately listing in the opposite direction. 
Oh dear. Oh no. So instead of turning hard to port, you're sort of turning lightly to port while sort of falling over. The ship is at like a 40 degree angle right now. Okay, I'm just hoping that I know uh, these skies better than Captain Verdigree. What's somebody else doing? Lyrica, the ship is now sort of, you know, falling over, and you're standing there with your magic box, and there's another plane about to It's falling over, another word for sinking. Yes. It is, it is sinking. It is going downward at a speed which is, which is bad. It is going down. unintentional speed. It's also going downward sideways, which is a direction that's bad to be in. I probably should, uh, navigate... I should make myself no longer on this ship anymore. That seems like a good idea. I've got a feeling she's just a passenger and not a crew member. I'm I'm a crew member. I'm fixing the ship. I fixed the ship. It's fixed. Look at it. Look at how nice it is. Is it sideways? Yeah. It's it's holding together wonderfully. I'm going to get on top of my machine and activate its gliders. Alright. Uh... It's basically just a couple parachutes attached to the side, which I sort of pull onto hooks to shoot outward. And I'm going to use that to... This, this is all this is all the help in the end, you know. I'm going to use this to gain a tactical advantage against the other ship. Yeah, you could glide straight over to it. Probably get to the before it hits our ship. Do you think I... Did I say that? Did I say I'm gliding onto the other ship? No, you I did. don't think I said that. <laughs> no, I'm saying you could. I could do that, but, you know, I could do a lot of things. There are a lot of things you could do, it's true. I could I could go land somewhere, like, far away and live out a peaceful, happy life. <laughs> away from where, like, I'm not being pursued by people who want to kill me. Usually a pretty good plan. So, uh, Illyrica bails. I'm not, I'm not bailing completely. I'm leaving the option of bailing open. Okay. You are off the ship at the moment. A yeah. Safe place. I'll see if anybody else gives me any openings. That's what I'm doing. All right. I'm. Sounds good. Jones, you were rushing back out onto deck. What are you doing now that you're here? There's a bunch. I of- yelled a kid to throw me to the other ship. All right, kid. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, actually, I have uh. I have two ways I could do this. Um. Just give me that ship. Alright, alright, alright. I don't care how you do it. Alright, 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 alright. I'll use, uh... Kid, when she's not flying, is able to, um... With with magical flight, can occasionally grant my gift to allies. So, Kid will, uh... Help Jones fly over there. So... I I imagine it'd be like a mixture of, like... Her magic and maybe Jones kind of slingshotting himself, if yes. that's the thing that Jones can do. It's something, that sounds right. It looks gross, whatever it is. Yeah. Got gum gum rocket over there. Oh, so, man. let me roll a, a take to the sky. Let's find the dice roller. I keep losing it. There we go. 2d6. Was that the one I just rolled? Or didn't know? Was it the 13? Or the, sorry, the 4? I don't know. I think that was there before. Okay. There we, yeah, yeah, because I rolled in violet. Okay. Yeah, I rolled a, a 9 plus 2 dex, which is an 11. So that goes off without a hitch. Cool. And enjoy flying. Okay, yeah. is the fog Fly reaching right that over. ship? What was that? 
Is all that fog reaching that ship? Um, I, the, the ship is rapidly approaching the fog. All right, well... You, you can land, but, like, right as it's reaching the fog. That's yeah. that's gonna be what I'm gonna do. All right. And as a Shadow through. Rain Lord in fog, I am invisible. Yeah, I cannot be seen unless I want to be. And you land right on the front of their ship. All basically, right. sort of, you know... Like, you basically splat into the front of it, and then you just right. sort of use your way onto the front deck right there. Yeah. All right, well, while... Since I'm unseeable in this dense fog I'm going to try to slide my way up to the helm of the ship and try to take out whoever's there and pilot it myself alright well, um, roll plus dex to try and get there without bumping into anyone or making right. too much noise alright stealth action Six. your way over that's an 8 alright um I think there's a couple ways we can do this here. All right. You could get there quickly, so you'll have the element of surprise. But you'll be spotted as you're reaching the front. Like, well, not spotted, but sort of found because you're still a gelatinous ooze monster and you just bump into somebody. Yeah. Or you could take your time, sort of get your way through it, and you'll get there unseen, completely ready to take this guy out after he's already rammed into the ship. I'm going to get there fast and just try to, like... Not actually, not even attack him first, but just spin the wheel before he can realize, just to veer it out of the way. Okay, so you're just gonna straight, basically rush for the wheel. Fuck the consequences. Yeah, I can handle everybody after this. That sounds good. All right, so you charge on through. Um, you get spotted, as we've mentioned, by a dude carrying a torch, which is sort of clearing away the fog. Oh. There's a bunch of guy. Uh, there's a bunch of guys actually. They're pulling out torches to try to sort of light through the fog, and they see you, and they're like, "Oh, oh boy, well that's bad. We gotta tell the captain about this." And one of them runs off to go get the captain. I can take him. You make sure to get up. To, you get up to the steering wheel, and you give it a good hard spin, basically just taking it out of the guy's hands, and the ship yeah. veers to the side quickly and suddenly. Perfect. And now you're surrounded. Great. Just where I like to be. Hmm. I take it, uh... Wonderful. I take it that Illyrica's nowhere to be found right now. I... Well, you could probably still see me off in the distance. <laughs> That's to... even worse. <laughs> you, you could probably signal me for help and I might respond. Kid yeah. Backup, considering Kid is at the cannons and ready to fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna need some backup here from somebody. Well, I'm somebody. All right. <laughs> I've probably <laughs> just finished uh, clasping Jeff in his irons, as it were. Um, yep. And the two, if you know, the other ship was making a move to Ramos. Um, we're probably pretty close now. Not really close enough for me to get over there safely. Um, but they're, they're, they're still basically coming at us, just not really with ramming speed, I guess? Uh, Jones managed to turn them out of the way. They're still going very fast, but now they're going to fly right past the ship. Playing chicken okay. over here. Okay. Um, hmm. How can we best do this? I'm actually not really sure what I can do from this position. 
until I can get onto that ship. Can someone help me get onto the other ship? Kit could still send you flying. She did with uh, Jones over there. I guess I'm just handing my flight out today. <laughs> Alright, kid uh, slips the feather from behind her ear again, and this time kind of swishes it into a uh, pallet. This is how she grants it. And uh, do another tick to the sky. So it's TD6. That is a 5 plus 2. That is a 7. It succeeds, but either a threat is waiting for you when you get there, the winds are uncooperative, and you don't get there as quickly as you'd expect, or your landing is better described as a crash. And that is your choice, not pallets. Yeah, I'm just given the options here. I think... Uh, so, you, so you fly across, and... Uh, yeah, you crash. You crash pretty I, hard. I make it there, but splatter pretty bad on the deck. Yeah, I think actually you hit one of the wings. Oh, I okay. I oh. yes, yes, I splattered <laughs> onto one of the wings. All right, you're gonna take a seven damage for that. All right, take it. It hurts, but you're there. All right, we good. Oh, let's this this solid black scheme. I mean. You know, I, I can understand what they're going for with this, but I really think we can draw out a deeper feeling with just a little more subtle use of color in the right places. I'll get right on that. Also, by the way, I just sort of thought of it, but um, I feel like the best way to describe the ship is like a World War II bomber, but with okay. like an icebreaker hull on the front from like an Antarctica ship. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right, I'm going to uh, spend my my other uh, held map to uh, uh, point out a safe spot. See, uh, these islands were we were floating by. Now, under the cloud cover, the uh, attacking ship didn't see that there's a hollow inside one, and we're just sort of drift in, and hopefully they don't spot us in there. Okay. All right, so you point out a safe spot. Um, you find your you find your way you drift your way into the island. It's sort of a rough landing because the ship is listing pretty bad right now. But you manage to make it in, and the ship was already flying past you, so it doesn't see where you went at this point. Alirica, right. you're floating along. You lost track of both sh of their ship. I was, the oh, I did. Yeah, it flew through the fog and it just hid somewhere. You don't see it anywhere. Oh, oh, that's a nuisance. If I could have just landed there, I could have acted like nothing happened. Yeah, but now they're gone. I mean, there's still that black ship, but it's got... Excuse How's me. the fight on the black ship going? Like, how does it look over there? Oh, let's ask, uh... Jones, how's it going? You're surrounded still. We should probably get back to that. Uh, me? I'm sorry? Yeah, uh, you're currently still surrounded. Um, how's that fight going at the moment? Um, I well, I may be surrounded, but luckily I can I can shoot nails out of pretty much any direction, so... I'm, so you're just sort I'm, of holding them off right now, or...? Yeah, I'm mostly just trying to keep my make them keep their distance while I stall for time. Okay, I think you can roll plus defend there to just sort of hold your ground, keep them from right. coming close. I see, alright. Yes, that's plus con. Which is a plus one for me. Uh... I'm going to roll in red here. That's a f six. Oof. Things so are going the fight's forward. not going very well, is what I'm taking out of it. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Uh, uh, so not... basically, they're sort of darting in and out, and like you can sort of cover half half of them at a time, but you can only look so many directions at once with your many eyes. Right. I do have blind spots. Yeah. So I think you're gonna take a bit of damage here, and uh, they're kind of they're kind of pinned you down. Like you can't do much right now without right. sort of getting shanked. Right. That looks like a really grim situation. Because yeah, you're not part of it, huh? Um, unfortunately, Illyrica is realizing by now that the uh, that the copious amounts of glue that are holding the gliders onto her her machine is beginning to erode under this pressure, <laughs> and that she needs to make a landing quickly. All so right. So she is she is going to head for the black ship as well. Uh, perhaps I can land on something that would be helpful. I'm not sure. Uh, there's the wings, which are pretty safe, generally. Like, people normally don't go on them. You, you can't expect to find crew there. And you see one of them is already col- color- covered in all sorts of yellows and pinks. You could squish a crew member. I, you could I land could... on a crew member. Dive kick. I could squish a member. I'm not sure how heavy the machine is. The machine That's weighs three tons. You could That's get the person you squish to tell you how heavy it is. <laughs> I mean, but I would imagine it weighs probably something like comparable to like Anything. maybe like like twice the weight of like a normal person or something. I'd imagine about the weight of a person plus a certain amount of balsa wood would be the weight of. <laughs> it weighs whatever it wants to. This probably is not a good idea, but I'm going to try and ma- and uh, land the machine on one of the people who are attacking um, uh, Jones. Yes. All right. Um. They what? do not see you coming. I think you just That's do it. Good. Oh, great. So you just, you know, completely crush some dude. And uh, now everyone's like, what the heck? And now they're all turning towards you as well. There is a, a sound, of, a painful sound from moving the machine. It's obviously taken some damage. <laughs> hey, Jones, you have a distraction. Yeah. What are you going to use it for? Uh, well, I think I know exactly what to use it for. Um, I, uh, we're still in fog, right? Yeah. I am going to use Deluge, which, uh, allows me to unleash a blast of water from inside my body. Blast. Uh, let's see. This is going to be, uh... Oh, nice. Nine. That's a nine. So I get to do two of these. Uh, I'm gonna say that I um, I create a wave around me, knocking everything within reach off its feet. Okay. And I'm gonna slam back a single enemy within reach, pushing them straight away from me. And I'm gonna try to knock somebody off the ship. They go flying. Yes! They're off the ship. That guy, that guy has a long way down. Yeah, I think, like, unfortunately, um, the big splash does draw unwanted attention. And also, you waterlog sweepwear damage someone or something important. So, I'm gonna uh, say Elyrica, I hit the wheel or something, maybe. Or I think it's washed away, too. Oh, no! Uh, oh, no! Fine. She isn't one of the people washed off the ship. Right. So she just, you know, is washed into the middle of the ship, but now her machine is waterlogged. Oh, it's forged. The... 
I don't think the machine is really machine waterproof. I've never tested that before. It doesn't come <laughs> up much in the, in the clouds, you know. I, no, it doesn't. But also, uh, at that moment, Captain Verdigree shows up. And he's a big and hulking sort of goblin man. You know, he's got skin of iron. Just hurting him would be tough. And uh, he's looking at you with his burning red uh, eyes. And he's me? like, uh, No, not you, it Jones. He oh, good. Well, that's, that's good. That's great. Because I have a history with this guy. Yeah. The he's first time he you. came after us was he was you trying to capture doing me. Your things. Jones! Captain, good to see you we again. Meet again. It's been a while, hasn't it? It certainly has. And I think I'm going to take your heart this time. Good luck, because I don't have one. Oh, but I just got that last week. (laughs) Oh, well, I have a spare. (laughs) No, he's after the heart of the Rain Lord, a mystical item of great power, which powers, you know, your whole oozy, weaponized self. (laughs) And he wants it. And he wants to like rip to it right out of your insides. I would like to see him try. He's got a hand to do it with. All right. So, uh, you two are sort of staring down. Pallet, what are you doing doing all this? Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad that they're so focused on each other because this gives me plenty of time to just um, spread a lot of paint around on the deck so that I can basically be anywhere at any time. Yeah, the ship is uh, getting a lot more colorful very quickly. So I, I try and, like, you know, where they're staring around each other, I'm going to try and sort of, like, paint a circle around that area that I can move freely through. All right. Um. Yeah, that'll take a little time, but you can okay. easily do that safely. Okay. Sounds good. This is this is the setup. Oh, yeah. This is the setup. You have the arena prepared. <laughs> Always have a plan before you make your first stroke on the canvas. Yes. All right. So, uh, Kid and Humphrey, back over on the unheating. You two are safely tucked away. And it looks like suddenly all of, like, the fighters on your ship vanished. Not sure what <laughs> happened there. Uh, Kid, I think you better join him. Uh, we got to take care of the ship, don't we? I can handle it. That. I have one good hand. That's all I need. It's the wooden one. It's really great. <laughs> so wait, your other hand, your your like working normal hand, not so good. Oh, I've I've had better. It's probably <laughs> mostly the wooden hand is the one that you've had better. Both of my left hands, I prefer to my right. It's it's just a personal thing. Okay, uh, well, I mean, look, as long as I don't miss this ship going down, as long as something doesn't happen, if I, if, if I, see, if I see this, you know, if, if you start getting, if you get rammed or something, if you take a shot, I'm saying if I see you falling out of the sky, sky I'm coming back over, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it happen. I'll, but, I'll make a note of that. Okay, okay, but otherwise, otherwise, take, take, take care of the ship, I'll be back. Right. In that case. I don't think you need to roll to get up there. Because currently the ship, like, no one's piloting it. Pilot seems to have been inexplicably been washed away by water. 
Um, so the the plane's just flying like sort of in a sl- at a slight, slightly turning, but just flying on autopilot right now, so you can fly over without any real concerns. Okay. Oh, excuse me. In that case, kid uh, takes this guy and flies right on over and and straight uh, shot. As, as I fly over it, um, do I see anything uh, advantageous? Maybe to uh, like any any person out of position. Uh, really, I guess I'm asking if they notice me at all, and and if I can get a, get a drop on someone because I'd like to maybe shoot someone else off the ship. Um, well, it looks like uh, their their ship just left the fog now, so you don't actually have like cover while flying over. Mm-hmm. But like, you're also a small person flying from far away to go towards the ship, and there's plenty of stuff on the ship being very distracting right now. So you feel like. No one's really keeping an eye out for random flying first mates. Okay, well, um, in that case, Kid is going to fly above someone who's very clearly not paying attention. Let's say, let's say that one of one of the crew members, and uh, just take a take a volley at him. All right, you can roll right ahead. Yep. So two d six. That is an eight. Plus two, so that's a ten. All right. And on top of that, I have uh, right where I want you. Um, on a seven plus, the whistling wind pushes your target anywhere within reach of where they started. And I just want to kind of send that guy right overboard with a gust of wind, <laughs> or at least knock him knock him down if I can. All right, you take a shot like from straight above him, like just a little bit to his left. And the arrow whistles next to him and, you know, sort of explodes with a burst of wind with your, you know, weathermantic powers. And he just topples right off the side of the ship. <laughs> he had no idea that was coming. And then Kid gracefully lands where he was standing. Hey. And there you go. Ah, replacement technique. <laughs> All right. So their crew is completely scattered and in chaos right now between everyone's various distractions. That's just the way I like it. <laughs> so, uh, Illyrica, you're sort of in the middle of their ship, and no one is paying any attention to you at all. Looks like Jones Hi. and the captain are having a stare down, pallets painting. You're not really sure what's going on here, but you're no one's paying attention to you at all. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't interrupt Jones's fight because you know it's some it's some kind of emotional thing, right? Probably. It's formulative for him. I can't get involved in that. Um, perhaps I could try and sink the ship. Is that is that really a good idea, though? I mean, uh, like. I'm not sure if you said take the ship or sink the ship, but both. I. I agree. But. Um, well, how far am I from, like, anything important to the crew, to the ship's operation? Like, the wheel, the engines, the anything? Well, the wheel is currently on top of the ship. It's over behind the captain and Jones. Going over there would definitely draw the captain's attention. But you are, you know, you can see the way into the ship, and you could go inside of it, and there's got to be an engine room mm-hmm. in there somewhere. It can't, it, this ship doesn't look like it's that big or complicated. Perhaps really I could small. fiddle with the engine in some way, oh, and like, and engineer it and re-engineer it so that it 
descend slowly or even that I gain control of the ship. That sounds like something I could do as a mechanic. That does sound like something you could do. Yeah, you could just go, you know, hijack the engine. Yeah, sure. That sounds some that that sounds believable. <laughs> All I... right, you make your way there. Um okay. What does it look like? All right, you get inside the ship and um the engine seems to be like this giant like, it looks like a steam train was put into an airplane. Like, oh, the entire well. train cocks. Um, well, then. It's got this a is pretty much... coal thing behind it, and there's dudes shoveling coal into this furnace. It's making steam. Oh. It's pumping wheels. The wheels are turning cogs that are making the propellers fly. Have they noticed me, the, the dude pumping coal? Uh, not yet. That's great. Um, since this is pretty much the only machine we've seen, it would obviously be a waste if I didn't use Let Me See That <laughs> and determine two things about this uh, this machine. Alright. Give me some um, questions. How, how like, liberal can I like mess with the, trans- with, the, with the meaning of the word fixed? Like, can I say that something's broken if it's not working as I want it to? <laughs> I think so, yeah. What's I'm wrong with this, and how might I fix it? Alright. It looks like, <laughs> right now, um... It seems like all control of like the propeller strength is sort of handled by a series of valves that connect to the steering wheel up above. You can just cut that and control the valves directly. From oh, it. that's... You won't be able to see anything about where you're going. There's like no view outside. But you could just turn it from in here. Maybe I could drill valve. a hole with the machine and to, then I could use that to view where we're going. Yeah, that could work. You make yourself some portholes. But the people here are still going to be a problem, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're kind of big guys, you know, you got you got an anglerfish man oh. over there, you got you got an angel with a full set of wings, they look great, oh. over on the other side shoveling coal, the two of them could probably well, mess you up pretty easy these are like burly like, you know, um probably not too deep, not not too big in terms of the thinking department, like well they're shoveling uh, coal for a living so yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're maybe I could make it look like one of them attacks another one and then start a fight between them and then I could do this while they're distracted Probably finagle that somehow. I'm sure. Hmm. Uh, how would I be? How would I be able to do that? Like, if I were to attack one of them, or if I were to somehow, since they're they're all obviously, you know, they're pretty. They seem like pretty angry men. They're pretty susceptible to getting mad at each other pretty quickly. Right. Right. Um. Well, they're both like sort of right next to each other and sort of shoveling coal, and it looks like there's a bunch of steam valves around. Um, you could mess with the steam valve and blast one of them with steam and make it look like the other guy did it. Like, just beat it with, like, if they just beat it with their shovel, they'd probably crack open a pipe. Or, like, they, they, they're they carrying shovels. If you hit someone with something, something metal and heavy, they'd probably blame the other guy, as long as you weren't noticed during it. Hmm, well, this actually seems like a great opportunity to use my machine's remote control device, I declare loudly. Oh. <laughs> Not, not too loudly, though. Only not loudly enough so, you, you know... Not you noticed. Uh, you only within the machine's radius. Yeah. What, sorry? I'm sorry, was it was automaton your level up then? Oh, uh, what? Oh, it's sorry, there's a... No, I had that before. I, I chose an additional oh, weapon as my level up. Got it. Alright, I missed it before, so... Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm taking this out tremendous. Of course you took automaton. <laughs> 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 I took that right at the start, I mean. Okay, yeah, I, we didn't... I missed that before with your character, so that's okay, great. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, so get an um, AI wonder machine. 
<laughs> Alright, what's it doing? Uh, yes. Using the machine's advanced remote controller, I will have it slowly creep over to where the people are working and then activate its advanced um, grappling tech on a piece of, on like a pipe or something and throw it at one of them. And because the machine looks just like a mundane piece of machinery, none of them will know, no, right? It'll so, be yeah, fine. It'll just sort of stop and spot and they'll just think it's some weird box thing. Yeah, they'll just think it's it's a weird box thing. What do you mean? It's a mystical... Uh, never mind. It... <laughs> we... So, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I wheel the machine, I... I mean, the machine goes... I mean, I, I command the machine using my advanced remote control device and to go over to the other side of the room and throw a pipe at one of them using its grappling tech and not, like, anything more mundane. Yeah. Okay, um, you beat one of them with some piping. Okay. And he turns, he look, he immediately turns in the direction that he was hit, and he's like, What was that? What was that? Did you do that? And he's pointing at the other guy. He's like, do what? Walks on over. You know what you did! You do this every single time! I didn't do nothing! You're always blaming me for everything! And now they're just screaming at each other. This is great. Now I can, while they're doing this, I'm good, I can creep over to the... Yeah, they're very distracted. Well, it's just, we should probably go to someone else now, because I, while I'm working on that. Yeah, you're going to start fixing that up, and uh, when yeah. the moment is right, we'll come back to you. Okay. All right, meanwhile, uh, Jones and Captain Verdigree have been staring each other down for the longest time. Which one of you makes the first move? Jones is going to pull out of his liquid cash a blessed sword which glows in the presence of those who mean me harm. It is glowing really brightly right now. Oh yeah, he wants to steal your heart. That's uh, that's yeah. about as harm as someone can wish on someone else. So I pull that out and I say, so are we going to do this or what? Jones yeah. is ready for a fight. I don't think he has a response to that. Uh, he's just going to he's just going to rush you. All right. Then Jones is going to uh, use Rain Man, which is Wherever I go, the rain will always follow. Uh, at any time, I can spend one rain to fill the area within reach with rain or fog. So I'm going to make it rain. The area is now covered in rain. All right. It is starting to rain as he charges you with his big metal arm, and he goes to punch you. All right. Um, I want to try to attack him. Yeah, I can't talk. I want to try to attack him. All right. I think this is a straight go hack and all right, and that is going to be uh, 2d6 plus your strength. That's five. Oof. You go to swing your sword. Um, he's a little faster than you thought. You basically just take a giant metal hand to the face. Ah. For what constitutes a face, Jones. And uh, he's now grabbing you by the head. He lifts you up. Uh-oh. He's saying, oh, did you think that you could do much with that? As your sword sort of just splashes off of him when you hit him with it. Oh, man. It doesn't even hurt him. He starts this walking towards the edge of the ship. Uh-oh. As I slowly creep towards his feet. <laughs> you do have the whole area covered in paint already. Up the back of his legs. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> 
up of his back. Then I cover his eyes. <laughs> what do you see? So Captain Verdigree, you know how you're now on his back, and he's like, ah! And he just tosses Jones in a random direction. Jones, thankfully there's a railing. You don't flop off the ship. All right. You're tossed aside. Take three damage. Doesn't real doesn't hurt much, but uh, it, you felt that. Yeah. Now this guy is sort of reaching behind him to sort of grab it, pallet with his iron hand. Good good luck with that. I want to do a combo attack. I'm about two millimeters thick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot to grab there. Tell me about your combination attack. Alright, you catch him off guard and I'll fill him full of nails. Alright, roll volley. Technically a Actually, combination no. attack. Yeah. <laughs> Techni- <laughs> technically I already did that. You, you, cu- you blinded him, so... Yeah, I don't think you need to roll, just uh, just roll damage. Because right, uh, yeah. he can't dodge right now. He's kind of slighted. Mm. I don't remember exactly how to roll damage. Is it just 2d6? Oh, okay, 1d8? Yeah, I think that's your damage. Right. I only do 2 damage. Yeah, um, your nails just kind of bounce off of him. Like, they don't even hey. hurt. This guy's tough. Yeah. Alright, I think I'll need to risk making an attack. Uh, is he wearing a helmet? Uh, he's wearing a hat. Hat. Okay. So, like, his ears are exposed? They are exposed, yeah. Good. I, you know, it, it's a little risky to do this because it means I have to form into something thick enough for him to interfere with. But I'm just going to try and um, jab, essentially, two tendrils, you know, one into each oh, ear. God. Oof. Oof this brutal. is so fucked up. <laughs> All right. Um, so you try to deafen the guy. And uh, you, you do it. You succeed. You just stabbed his ears out. All but right. he also gets a handhold on you now. Oh, goodness. And he just whips you. Just pulls you out of the paint that you're inside of and tosses you. Right to- right into Jones, actually. You two are now sort of messy on each other. Gross. Very gross. Curious. Hi, Pallet. Hello, Jones. What we're are we in quite do a situation, this? aren't we? What are we going to do about this? You want to do What'd a combination attack? Yes! So you can... Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Jones can fire from his body anything inside his body. Correct. Get in! What if I'm inside his body? He can fire you. Okay. Get in. Just literally fire me at this guy. Everything All inside right. him has the throat. Literally double... Ooze monster team up attack. This is just way too fricked up. I can't deal with it. I love it. All right. That sounds good to me. I'm going to roll volley then. All right. Yeah, roll this time because his eyes are on you. He is watching you now. That is an eight. All right. Uh, Choose one from the volley list. Uh, I'm going to say that I have to... Wait, how did that work? (laughs) I was gonna say I have to take several shots, reducing my ammo by one. You can't do uh, You can't mark ammo with thrown stuff. Yeah, well, I can't at, mark ammo with a like. Sword. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say that I have to move to get the shot, and it places me in danger. All right. Um, because you have his eyes on. He has his eyes on you, and it turns out he's actually charging straight at you. So you start backpedaling before you start. You fire a uh, pallet at him, and you topple right off the side of the ship. 
I try to. I'm gonna try to grapple the side of the ship. Yeah, you you can do that. You catch yourself. Now you're dangling on the side of a flying airplane. Yes. And Medibot, you're back on the guy's face again. Yes. I I will. Like. And what at is this it? point, actually, a bunch of his crew members, they're finally stopped being all over the place and scattered, and they're starting to focus on you guys. Some guys come up with muskets, and they're pointing them at you, Pallet, and they're like, Get off the captain! And uh, a couple other of them are hopped onto the wing, and they're not even waiting, they're shooting at Jones. Perfect. Jones, you're going to take some sort of evasive maneuvers here while you're clinging to the side of an airplane. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to swing back up onto the deck if I can, or if, well, is there a window on the side of the? On yeah, the there's side a couple portals. So you can I'm gonna try to pull ship. myself into one of those. All right, uh, roll plus decks to do it before you get shot. All right, because uh, you can fit. You can fit easy. You're amorphous. Okay, that's gonna be an eleven. All right, uh, you, they start shooting at you. Some shots ping off the metal next to you, and then you sort of slink over to a porthole <laughs> and. Slide your way in as another yes. sh- couple shots miss. Back to Pallet, up on top of the ship. You have some dudes threatening to shoot you if you don't get off the captain. What are you doing? I look around for any gaps in the deck. Um, like e- even the smallest crack. I think that there's a, there's a few now that uh, you guys have been shooting up the deck and tearing it up a little bit. Okay, I'm just going to try and slip through one of those. Alright, you slip through a bullet oh. hole, because you're also amorphous. Yes, I, I can squeeze through gaps of any All right, size. Alright, you hop off the captain, and a couple other shots, you know, bounce off around you. Actually, no, they, they hold their fire, because uh, the captain's right there. Yeah. So they don't shoot at you while you're jumping away, and you, you sneak into the ship as well. Alright. So, uh, I am Humphrey... Yes! What is Captain Humphrey doing? Uh, Captain Humphrey has rolled a uh, 14 with the ship's volley. He's... (laughs) Uh, So that's going to be one stress against the uh, opposing ship. But not only only that, uh, he's coming with. uh, There's a a special shot with a long rope and uh, tied to the cannonball on the other end is his favorite left hand. Yes. Yes. I'm... <laughs> yes. Change. It is time to comp- to combine Ride of the Valkyries with Swashbuckling. Oh, because there's no way this could be a bigger show of showing up at the last moment to save the day. I'll Get say it. you can take your Ride of the Valkyries bonus to your swashbuckling roll. Absolutely, for I am improvising a daring plan as I go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that uh, 5 and 6 is an 11 plus 3 for the 14 on the ship's volley, and now it's time to roll the swashbuckling with another 2d6. Uh, that's 10 plus bonuses is still greater than 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so you get whole three and you can spend those to just do stuff. You don't even have to roll for it. Absolutely. So, um, can we say that following the, uh, uh, first uh, round from the ship, uh, he, he landed below decks rather than on top, like through the splintered, uh, timbers? Yeah, 
Uh, I was actually going to say before, but uh, you, you were on a roll, so I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, yeah. But uh, you have them completely by surprise, and there's no one even piloting their ship. So you could line up your shot and tell me what you hit. What were you aiming for on their ship? Okay, well, I, I suppose... Uh, like it, there's some wings, there's some propellers here, there's some weak points you can take out. Or you can just blast open the hull and give yourself a space to act. Um, you know, I want to... Uh, the The main shots, uh, the, the damaging shots of the volley are just going to uh, try to take out uh, this is a shot against pride, so blowing a hole in it is definitely uh, going to be recommended while uh, it, it's shooting Humphrey right up to the wheel itself, the, the unattended wheels. Okay, um, if you want to do it to their pride you could shoot at their ramming shields and blast the name off the ship. Absolutely. This is now the nameless zero. Screw you. <laughs> it it yeah. does one point of stress, not only the uh, the ship uh, statistic of stress, but like emotional stress. Yes. <laughs> All right, and then you sail on over and you land at the wheel. And of course, plonk my hand in it. Oh, yeah. This is going to lead to a really terrible misunderstanding in a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's going. Your repairs, by the way, well, repairs in uh, air quotes. Here. Well, Lyrica just, you know, she sort of goes up to the. What did you say it was? The gear, the there's the control like some, mechanism. Yeah, there's some mechanism here. It's all she, complicated. She uses the machine's, uh, you know, incredible uh, constructive abilities to get her something to work on that produces an axe for her. And she, she sort of just stares at it with a look of, like, vague sort of confusion for a minute or two and uncertainty before sort of hacking it a little. Right, just, that, that. So you're just sitting there like, oh, that's connected to whatever. Yeah, this, is, this, looks like, this looks like it would, would make, it would, it's a part of, of the working yeah. device cog, turning, spinning, um, widget. I was going to say there's like some sort of like some belt. Like a, like a belt that you'd have in your car engine that's connected up that'll go to the steering wheel. So you just cut that off. Oh, that's steering great. Disconnected. That's okay. Now I need to figure out how to pilot it from here. Eh, uh, just stick your own steering wheel on the belt or where the belt was, and there you go. Good enough. Uh. uh I don't know if this makes any sense to anyone but me. I, it especially probably doesn't make sense to Illyrica, who probably has no idea what she's doing whatsoever. Or rather, that she is so overwhelmed by this machine's primitive nature that she's unable to figure out how to comprehend it on such a, you know, Short it's notice. it's beneath her, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's so, not anything you expected to have to work with. It's, yeah, she's not... She's not, she's not experienced at this sort of thing at all, so she is just going to sort of grab the the you know the belt and sort of try and move it on her own and see what happens yeah um I'm sure that makes the ship fine. turn it's pretty the... simple oh okay i should probably get the machine drilling the hole in the side of the ship now shouldn't i yeah you might want to see where you're going okay um machine activate power drill again all right it drills you a couple of portholes do the noise this time Makes the drilling noise. Um, 
Unfortunately, uh, the drilling noise is noticed by the two workers below who oh, right. were I trading blows. Huh? I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, they were trading blows for a minute there. So uh, they look up at you, one of them with a black eye, and like, who are you? Uh, I, I command the machine to activate its emergency melee, melee it's, a, it's emergency close range weapon, which is a flamethrower. <laughs> pretty good. Um, a slot opens in the front of the machine, sending a flying uh, glass bottle, which shatters on one of them, uh, followed by several lit matches. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, good lord. So one of them is now drenched in oil and dripping oil I... over the other one because, of course, they had fallen on top of each other. I... Right? It's probably not oil. It's probably just light cheap beer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Some, you know, 90 proof whiskey. <laughs> um, and the two are just now running from the flurry of matches being shot at them. <laughs> Great. This is, this is going wonderfully. <laughs> Uh, okay. Alright, um, quick update, by the way. So, uh, Woodpal had to go, so we're just gonna say Kid is taking a break for the moment to watch yeah. the ongoing crash or something. Um, not that sure. That jerk, she's so demoted. <laughs> it's okay, it sounds like everyone else has this thoroughly under control. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely! This is gonna go great! I can't see anything from this hole, it's at like the bottom of the ship. There's no way shooting matches all over the inside of a ship you're flying. I have no I... idea what this is doing, I say as I pull the, the cord back and forth. <laughs> and the ship just sort of starts drifting side to side. And, uh, meanwhile, back at uh, Captain Humphrey. You're a bit annoyed because the ship is starting to turn. Seemingly at random. What You're kind of mechanics you got down it. there, Verdigree? <laughs> he wants to know... Oh, actually, no, sorry. When you speak to him, he says, what? <laughs> I said, what kind of mechanics you got down there, Verdigree? He's really angry right now, and he can't hear you. So uh, he's just going to start cursing a lot and walk towards you with his big metal hand, and he's going to try and punch your lights out. Alright, uh, it's time to just, uh, I'm, I'm gonna swing the, uh, wheel in order to, like, uh, uh, just put it between him and I as I duck out of the way. So, does that sound like you a defy danger? Or are you just gonna use swashbuckling? Because that, that could be a distraction the enemy has to deal with. Oh, sw I should use my swashbuckling hold, absolutely. Yeah, you have three holds for that. I'm going to create an obstacle or distraction the enemy has to deal with. By uh, trying to jerk the ship to to shake, uh, uh, I mean one of the damaged sails. Oh no, it doesn't have sails. It doesn't have sails. It's got wings. It's a propeller plane. So something falls in his path that may or may not be on fire <laughs> before he yeah. before he can get in smacking range. Yeah, before he gets in smacking range, just like a a crate full of rifles. Just yeah, yeah. Him. There's there there's go. musket balls rolling around. It's like Home Alone. Yeah, now there's just musket bullets just rolling all over the deck now, and he slips, and it's it's goofy and hilarious, and there's a soundtrack playing. And I laugh, because this guy's been a thorn in my side my whole career. Okay. Meanwhile, 
uh, Hallett, Jones, the two of you have been inside the ship for a little while now, and you basically met up right away. What are you two doing in there? <laughs> you two are well away from the engine room where, you know, Illyrica is, but you've got the whole ship to yourselves in here. I do. I'm actually not feeling in tip-top shape. If I could find just some... I guess the storage room where they keep, you know, important chemicals that I can use to, you know, reconstitute yeah. my, my physical form. That would be pretty convenient. That Other than that... They, uh, uh, they have a powder room for holding, like, gunpowder and other various explosives that they don't want near anything else. Hmm. That's not useful for the thing I was thinking of, but useful for about two dozen other things <laughs> that I'm now thinking of. <laughs> Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna you know maybe be remain aware of the powder room's location and maybe just you know steal some, some of it. Uh, what else is down here? There's there's some living spaces for about a dozen crew members. There aren't that many people in the ship, and there's even less now that half of them have been thrown off the ship at some point. Oh yeah, that that happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, there's also a big fancy room for the captain, but the door seems to be locked. Not that that's a problem when you two can both fit under doors. Um, and there's also a room full of, like, a kitchen full of food and such. Full of delicious food. And there's also an engine room, but Illyrica seems to have that fully handled. Yeah, I feel totally. like the, the engine room would just uh, be trouble. Easy. Jones, what are you thinking about our situation? Uh, I'll follow you, whatever you do. Let's see what's behind uh, locked door number one. What secrets does it hold? What mysteries will be revealed? Alright, um... Captain Verdigree seems to be some sort of scientist, because in here, there seem to be a bunch of different electrical things. Hmm. Like, you see, you see some electrical gizmos all along one wall with some blueprints on the wall next to it, and there's a, there's a spare mechanical hand sitting in a display case. Ah, oh, these blueprints. Mm. And you yes. also see a big old golem in one corner of the room with an empty cavity in its chest. Looks like it's waiting for some sort of power source or something. Get in there. <laughs> Me? I don't know. You flatter me, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> First, these blueprints might come in handy, so, um, I guess one of us should... Uh, I don't know if I could. I mean, I could attempt, I, I could try to essentially copy... Yeah. Yeah, I, just can't, I can't hold just regular old blueprints inside myself. Yeah, yeah see if you can find, like, a, a scroll case or something. Ooh, yeah. what I could what I could do is just attempt to make make the the pattern visible on the surface of my body match it and just attempt to hold that and then someone yeah. else can copy it down later like silly funny <laughs> uh, yeah there should be a scroll case lying around somewhere to just shove those blueprints into but just be very careful getting into the cases alright um What's the thing that I roll to see if something's a really bad idea that's just going to get me killed? Uh, discern realities or spout lore? Alright. It's your go-to. 
Hey, I have a question, GM. Move. Okay, let's let's maybe attempt to uh, spout lore about this golem with empty cavity that I see before me. So, yes, uh, dice roller. That that's that's, that's the good stuff right there. Uh, eleven on the dice uh, gives me a total of eleven. Which is pretty darn good. Alright, so what do you want to know about the golem? Okay, um, you have to tell me something interesting and, well, you, you, you are supposed to tell me something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to my situation, so would I be able to control the golem by, you know, entering the, the chest cavity? It looks or... like it's sort of built to, like, it needs a power core in order to move it. But, okay. uh, for the two of you... It's based like it's a suit of armor that no one else could Horse wear. Horse costume. It's not built to hold. People. Horse costume. Horse costume. Jones, get in here. It's. I'll be it's the very com- It's it's actually very comfortable. It's <laughs> it's an interesting shape. Explore the shape. I will. Explore it. Why All right, you two now have a massive leg? suit of indestructible armor. All right. What do you get to do with that? Horse costume. And then <laughs> let, make it so that in like the visible part, like. There's a cool swirling effect, and it totally looks like this is like a super boss or something. Yeah. It, it basically is where the top half is all these pastel colors shifting around because you're yeah. sort of wrapped in and around the oh, yes. joints and such. And the bottom half is this swirling, dark, horrible chaos. Oh, yes. So, uh, head, head back up then? All right. Stomp our it, way back up. It moves up a there. little slow. You can't oh. get up the way that you came down. You're going to actually have to go find the stairs. So uh, while you're finding I was hoping I wasn't going out that way again. Yeah. Uh, While you're finding those. Hey, Captain Humphrey. You you distracted the captain. And uh, you seem to have bought yourself a little bit of time. But you're still basically surrounded by his entire crew of like five or six dudes all armed with rifles. And there's still the captain there. Absolutely. Uh And he doesn't like you. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Uh, well, I will, this whole time, with all the time I've been bought, I, I'm trying to navigate uh, their ship back toward uh, ours, where even in its listing, it's just lying in wait as a trap. Uh, but now, how to deal with these fellas? Uh, well, it, it's time to just uh, take out my dueling rapier and uh, beckon all comers. <laughs> Five on one. I like those odds. <laughs> you and what army? This is just a, a platoon. Yeah, but it's a platoon that outnumbers you. Uh, All right, so uh, they rush you. You think the great Captain Humphrey only counts for one? <laughs> they accept your challenge, though. At least they're not <laughs> shooting you. Um, they pull out their swords and rush you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, you still have two hole for swashbuckling. What are you doing? They're coming from all sides. You're surrounded. Okay, I'm going to kick a bucket into the uh, um, uh, 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 wheel to like keep it on course, and then okay. I'm going to beat feet and, <laughs> and just hop around the entire ship in order to uh, get all the way toward the bow. So they're all now they're coming at me single file and completely distracted from the wheel. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's one of your swashbuckling holds. Absolutely, it is. Through an obstacle in your path, the obstacle being the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You uh you leap sort of through them, and none of them none of them expected such a such a big, chucky guy to go so fast. <laughs> oh, this must be a new crew. They haven't met me before. <laughs> well, considering what happened to the last crew, he had to get a new one. Yeah. So uh. You're running down to the front of the ship, and they're degrees running with greenhorns. What do you know? Yeah, one of them. Uh, one of them <laughs> decides, "No, nah, we're not playing that game," and he shoots at you. Okay. You take two damage as a bullet sort of whizz, whizzes off your shoulder. I, it's been two sessions, and I have now taken a damage. <laughs> I can deal All with right. that. Uh, th- this whole time. Uh, uh, whoops! Never mind. That, that right. doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> you rush to the front of the ship, turn around, ready to face them one on one, and uh, one of them comes up to you with his sword, and he starts walking towards you. Everyone else pulls out their rifles. Oh dear. Captain Verdigree starts walking up behind them. Well, aren't you the cornered little rat now? <laughs> uh... It's your turn to walk the plank, Captain Humphrey. The only rats around here are in your dinner from the smell of your what? breath. Oh! Trust me, it was really good. <laughs> what? Still can't hear. It's a problem. I'm gonna need to get some sort of fix for that. He's really mad about that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna so, have uh, Lyrica, you have those holes drilled. You can now see where you're oh. going. And uh, you That's actually great. have control of the ship, so, you know, everything Captain Humphrey's been doing. Uh, unfortunately, Illyrica is not very, um... As I, as I said before, this kind of technology is beneath her usual area of expertise, and she's struggling to control the ship very well. In fact, she's pulling the cord perhaps a little too hard in her frustration, causing it eventually to snap. Oh boy! Uh, which leaves her a rather amused expression. <laughs> because now it can't steer. That's well. There's probably some way it could steer if someone knew what they were doing. I oh, probably. I mean, not, not that I don't know what I'm doing. It's yeah, that's just not you. you know, that's not me. Um. Uh, have the people who have the other crew members fled the ship, fled the crew, fled fled the room, rather. Yeah, they're gone. They're they're not coming back to flamethrowers. Well, that variety of flamethrower either. I I say oh. Um, um, if only someone could help me understand this complex problem, um, I turn to, she turns to her, uh, to, sorry, something weird just happened in real life, um, she turns to, she turns to her machine and and, uh, sort of says, Machine, perhaps you could conjure me a new strap or wheel with which to create this, but the machine just sort of tilts back and forth to the side. Sort of, like, shaking its head. Doesn't want to No, no. Illyrica ultimately decides to, you know, this, this situation looks good, right? You know, she did what she meant to do. Mostly. She took control of the ship. Yeah. Everything will be fine now. So she's gonna leave. Okay. And head back up at the deck. Alright. And, uh, you get there. Just, you know, right in line behind this weird giant final boss robot thing. 
So, uh, Jones and, uh, Pallet, you guys just made it up the stairs, finally. You walk on deck. Yes. What you doing? What are we not doing? Well, we're not not beating the crap out of this guy. Exactly. That's (laughs) him with the haymaker. Alright, he can't hear you coming. He's fully watching Humphrey. He was coming. Um... Let's see, a, a pile driver could be dangerous on a ship if we go down too far. Um, so maybe just a um, giant swing? Giant swing sound good? Yes. Full okay. body haymaker. Just like get him with the double fist swing. Oh, oh, the axe handle. Yeah, get him with the axe handle. Okay, we're gonna hit... No, no we have to do the, the deadly double combination. Yes! Where you... You hit him in the gut, so he doubles over, and then you axe handle to the back of the head and <laughs> to just, knock him down. <laughs> to just completely flatten him. It's the deadly <laughs> double combination. It's yes. the two-hit combo. It's perfect. I love well, it. Right now he's facing away from you, so a hit to the gut would be hard. Well, we could tap him on the shoulder so that he comically <laughs> yeah, exactly. turns around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that that would work. Yeah, you, you tap him on the shoulder, and he's like, uh, uh, uh turns around. Kick to the gut, axe handle to the head. The I like it. Then we both got a hit on him. Yeah. And uh, he is now flattened, and he is coughing, and some like rust-colored blood is coming out of his mouth, and he's very stunned. Is a good word for it. Um, I-, I don't think he saw that coming. I don't think anyone in the ship saw that coming because they're now all shooting at you and their bullets are just bouncing off of your metal hide. Yes. Get to do that scene from oh, foolish head. creatures, your weapons cannot harm us. <laughs> look at look at how beautiful this new body is. Look at the, the look at the intricate design. Look at the use of shape and material and color. Look at it! Uh, Nothing you could imagine in a thousand years could harm this. It is too beautiful. Uh, while uh, while Pallet is monologuing, Jones is going to make one of his arm slash tendril things kind of lean out of the core and up above it and shoot nails in all directions (laughs) to take care of them. Uh, Just shooting at all the dudes? Yeah, just shooting at everybody. Or all by. Uh, yeah, just roll volley. Oh, that's a four. I don't hit anybody. Yeah, they, they're dodging. Um, well, you hit Humphrey. But it's intimidating, and that's what matters. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry, Humphrey. It was worth it, because it looked really cool. <laughs> uh, Humphrey, three damage. You take a nail to the leg. Surprisingly Stunned to silence. That's uh, all right. <laughs> three damage? Okay. So, uh... And that... uh, all the other guys are just diving for cover, basically. <laughs> Have we gotten nearer to the uh, uh, to, yes. to the unheating? Okay. Uh, at that point, um, it it just sort of drifts out and becomes visible from the uh, uh, fog in its hidey hole, and it's time to roll parlay. <laughs> 
that's a ten. What's that? Parlay. What are you doing for parlay? Uh, I'm gonna say right now. Now that I know I have a ten, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna call out to Captain Verdigree and say, "All right, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna sail away with uh, uh, us on our ship and you and yours, or." You're gonna have us sail away in this ship, crippled inside and out. And in case it wasn't obvious, we're gonna sweeten the deal by giving you our uh, the last cargo we took. The captain is currently on the ground, sort of moaning and coughing, and uh, can't hear you anyway. I'll, I can clean the paint out of his ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. You you do that then. But uh, the rest of his crew is more than willing to surrender to you as is. They they will gladly accept your ter- your generous terms. All right. Just get off our ship, please. So uh, with <laughs> one last amazing swashbuckly move, uh, Captain still has that shot that was tied to his hand and tosses it over the uh, the bow of the unheating three, and everyone's free the golem. free to climb up it with the golem. <laughs> the golem is our spoils, yeah. and the golem <laughs> is traded for our very, very valuable uh, cargo of Crown <laughs> Prince Jeffrey. <laughs> That's their problem now. Oh man! And they have a ship that can't turn. Yep. Now, how long is it going to take for them to notice that? Um, <laughs> until I'm the sure first time they want to turn. A lot turn. of time figuring it out. They have a lot to do on I... this ship now. It's good that I'm never going to have to face judgment for my actions. That makes me, that makes me feel good. It's a good thing no one noticed what you did. Yeah. Otherwise, this would end very badly for you. That's that's a great thing. All right, and then everyone goes back to the unheeding three with your fancy new invincible golem armor. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, I didn't really accomplish anything, did I? broke their engine and uh, screwed at some dudes. That's true, but still. He had fun. He also squished that dude and gave Jones an opening. Oh, that's that's yeah. true. Definitely helped. That was... Alright. Anyhow. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. Perfect. I guess that means oh. it's time for the end of session move. Yes. Oh. oh. Let me just pull that up quick didn't have it open. Alright. Now, one of the things about uh, Inverse World is it actually changed the end of session move for Inverse World. Oh, really? Because it's fun that way. Mm-hmm. Alright. When you reach the end of a session, uh, choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved. Like, if you think it's no longer relevant or it's been completely explored, if it doesn't matter anymore, you can remove it, replace it, whatever. I'm tired of uh, Kid being such a doomsayer. She's been replaced by Illyria. Illyria is my first mate now. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that I... She's she's proven herself in the heat of battle today. Yes. Also, my name is Illyrica. Illyrica. Uh, You're you're new, Kid. That's that's your name. I promise (laughs) that I will keep your ship in fantastic shape, Captain. All right. Um, Everyone else looking over your bonds and such. I uh, I didn't I didn't have any. 
Okay. My, one of my bonds was that Captain Humphrey had a mission I must help him complete. I feel like kicking this guy's ass was a good mission. <laughs> I think that I was think a mission. I think so, yeah. Uh, Verdigree isn't going to be coming back for you guys anytime soon, although he definitely will. But uh, oh, I, I should while. also say that Pallet hasn't earned the respect of my crew is no longer true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I should think so, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got to replace that with something else. I'll, I'll mull on it. <laughs> Catalina hasn't earned the respect of your crew. Also, my drive was to upset the rightful order, and I feel like I may I feel like I have upset the rightful order by being a terrifying nail spewing golem. I feel like that is something that should not exist. Yep, that's the next thing. Uh, once bonds have been updated, look at your drive. If you fulfilled yes. your drive at least once during this session, you mark one XP. If you did not, you may change it for a new drive, as long as you explain why you made the change. I I have been an abomination, and I feel like that is a way of upsetting the rightful order. My um, drive was... Yeah. Sorry. Okay. My drive was invention ingenuity, which was use a device or machine in a way it was not meant to be used, which I think I did a few times. <laughs> I think that's all you did. I, I guess that means I'm playing my character correctly. I believe so. <laughs> Uh, Humphrey's drive is to take reckless and sudden action that puts an ally in danger. I think my only reckless and sudden actions were to help allies this time. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, in part one, it's once that's all Humphrey did was put his allies in danger. <laughs> uh, he, his heart grew three sizes this week. Oh. All right, Maddybot, what's your drive? Uh, my drive is to make a stand for what I believe in. Um, I, I believe that artistic expression conquers all. Um, that by exploring the world around us and, and how it makes us feel and the way in which we perceive and how we represent that perception is the most important thing. Perhaps even more important than reality itself. I paint it, and so, you know, that's what I was thinking when I got into this other guy's boat, and it's like, it's all black. And that's that's what you're trying to show us, but I think that when what I did to this canvas really revealed his his true nature, that he's he's all mixed up, and he's broken, and he's on fire, and he's, he's you know, he's, he's going side to side like that. You know, that's, that's really how he's feeling inside. Was beautiful thank you all right next we answer these three questions as a group the first question did we learn something new and important about the world um well i mean if we're counting session one and two combined i'd say yes what did we learn oh i mean even this week we we learned about the uh the backstabbing nature of one of the kingdoms on a local uh, uh flying island nation that family's messed up. We learned that today. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems like it could have future implications. Assuming we would ever continue. Yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, same. Uh, did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Bet your ass we did. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Captain Verdigree is going to be down for the count for a while. <laughs> Uh, did we change a place forever, for better or for worse? I definitely changed that ship yeah. forever. <laughs> Does his ship count as a place? 
<laughs> I think it does for all right. setting. And for each yes, everyone marks one XP. Wow. So that was three XP. Awesome. Cool. If we hadn't, if we weren't just leveling up for the fun of it, we would have probably leveled up by now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I. Sorry, I was quiet for a while. I kept looking up cool Latin phrases, and then I found a few and never actually said them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gavin Humphrey. Yes, you don't know the, uh, okay. the motto of the Unheating Three is uh, Audax et Fidelis, which means bold but faithful. I like it. Yeah. That's fitting. And uh, while he was flying across the, the open sky, tethered to a, a cannon shot, he was screaming, uh, Ad uh, Invenium... Vium ot facium. I shall either find a way or make one. That's a, I like that one. That's a kick-ass Latin phrase. Yes. <laughs> thank you, right. Hannibal. Well, thank you everyone for playing. I had a lot of fun running Me this too. game yes. today. It was Absolutely. fun. Sorry I was a bit slower this week than the last one. <laughs> it was great. Uh, don't worry All about right. it. All right. Great job, everyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you like Inverse World, once again, you can find it in both uh, Dungeon World and uh, Fate Accelerated Edition rule sets uh, on DriveThruRPG. And uh, I will say that they're both not just great for the setting and the uh, character options, but they both introduce new rules to their respective rule sets, uh, which are pretty fun to play with, like the... Uh, the vehicle rules we've been using, that's not in the regular book. That's from Inverse World. It's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, other stuff from uh, our friend Gnome here uh, is available on DriveThruRPG under the name uh, Jacob Randolph. Uh, and other things from our special guest uh, Mikan slash Tablehop is available on FunHaverGames.com. Or under Fun Haver Games as uh, a drive-through RPG publisher, or uh, Patreon slash Tablehop. I know some of you listeners out there. I have proof that some of you listeners out there are members of Patreon. So maybe uh, <laughs> check that page out. All right. Thank you for the shout out. Yeah. Um, thank so you for the ride. Now it's your turn. You plug something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> plug something. I can plug things. Yeah. Um, I've actually been rereading Last Stand since we talked about it last week, and uh, that's that's a good game. Um, I'd be happy to like run that for you guys sometime if that's still on your list. Awesome. Yeah. Gonna hold you uh, to that. Last Stand is a game about playing as basically superheroes in power armor who are stopping an alien invasion or something. There's giant bugs that are showing up and attacking people. ATM. Giant robots too. Giant lizards. All sorts of kaiju stuff that's ruining everybody forever and uh it's your job to stop it it's earth defense force and super sentai yeah. and godzilla and ultraman it's a lot it's and a little bit of xcom a little bit of in there yeah i'm so in yeah yeah it's it's a lot of fun um i'm rereading that lately and i'm actually probably going to be writing a supplement for that system pretty soon um after my next thing but we'll get to that so, nice. that would be fun. Yeah. For sure. That is also by Makan, Von Haver Games, all that stuff that Veronica said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. What a cop-out on your bonus plug, though. 
plugging something <laughs> I already got plugged, only more specifically, gosh. Gosh. But no, no it's great. But we won't hold it against you. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel very happy plugging my own. Definitely stuff. deserving of the shout out. Yeah. Even a redundant one. <laughs> That's okay. All right, I so. I don't play much other stuff. That's our two part special guest game of Inverse World. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, both to our special guests and you, the listener at home. Thank you all. So, uh, all together, good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night forever. Hey, everybody. I'm coming to you from well after the recording of that last bit with the plugs with new information regarding plugs. Uh, see, there is a, a, a sizable gap between recording and uploading, so there's some new information you might want to know, specifically that uh, Gnome, Jacob Randolph, our awesome uh, player slash GM, depending on uh, whether you're talking about session one or two, uh, has founded his own uh, game publishing company called Liberi Gothica Games, L-I-B-E-R-I Gothica. If you listen to our Breakfast Cult session, and you really should, uh, they published that and managed the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, also, he's got a new uh, uh, powered by the Apocalypse hat coming out. It's called Fellowship, and it takes a Lord of the Rings-style fantasy to that uh, uh, rules engine. Now, you might think that uh, D&D, and by extension Dungeon World, already cover that, but the thing is, D&D has a huge corpus of influences. Just look up Appendix N sometime. And then over the decades, and over the editions, basically became its own thing, and uh, Lord of the Rings is just one flavor among many. And therefore, Dungeon World is much the same. Fellowship goes right back to the well, to the source, to really bring out uh, uh, that specific flavor, and I'm really excited to see how it's coming along, and we'll probably be playing it for you sometime in the not-too-distant future, once it gets closer to release. So, once again, uh, check out Fun Haver Games and all of its uh, past, present, and future projects, and Liberi Gothica Games, as well as the stuff that's just under the name Jacob Randolph before Liberi Gothica existed. As well as all the other amazing games under the sun, obviously. So, uh, go out, have a great time. Good night, folks. <laughs>